The opinions and statements expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect those of WWDB, its staff, or management. Inspirational women are increasingly popular in the news and media, but many go unheard and their stories are never told. Women to Watch with Susan Rocco captures the stories of many women who truly make a difference. Women to Watch is the vehicle for developing new leaders, encouraging younger generations, and in building self-esteem for future entrepreneurs. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860, as well as womentowatch.net. Uh, happy Monday to everybody. It's such a beautiful day here in Philadelphia. Um, we're going to have a great show this afternoon. I actually have um, one of our contributors who we're going to have ongoing joining us uh, this afternoon, and that is Tish Squilero, who you've met um, before. She's the CEO and founder of Candor Consulting. She is the author of Head Trash, and she's also the founder of Roadmap. And we're going to start with Tish, and, and afterwards we're going to be joined by two members of a wonderful rock band that I think is spreading an incredibly good, positive message. The name of the band is The Misses, and on hold we have the founder and drummer of the band, uh, Andra Lamont, and we also have her bass and vocals um, partner, Jenny Mason. So um, we're going to start with Tish, and, and one of the things I was thinking about this afternoon and, and what the tie-in was between the work that Tish does and the message and the work and the music that both Andra and uh, Jenny are, are putting out there. And I think the first thing that came to mind for me was the importance of self-awareness. Um, everything that Tish does in her work um, always kind of gets back to becoming more self-aware of who you are in order to uh, find the success that you're looking for in both business and in personal. So, um, first of all, Tish, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Glad to have you. And, uh, you know, last week, um, or it may have been the week before, when we first brought you on, we, we talked about a couple of things, one being um, the importance of, of people kind of taking a personality or skills test as a very first step to um, determine and learn more about themselves, uh, which I think just carries over into everything that we do. And this week, I wanted to focus a little bit more on once you have taken Taken that test, which in the case of um, one of the ones that you recommend, it's, it's called DISC, D-I-S-C, similar to a Myers-Briggs test. Um, once you've done that and you have the information, what do you do from there? And, you know, that first critical um, part is to really believe the outcome, you know, believe the information that you have learned about yourself. Um, and again, that's self-awareness. So talk about that for a few minutes, why that's so important. Sure. And yeah, last time we spoke, we talked about some of the requirements or things that you'd want to have to set your roadmap to be successful at whatever you're going to do, be it work, personal, both. And a self-awareness and understanding of who we are is the way to start. And you can either do it through a profile like this, which I highly recommend and use often. There's Myers-Briggs. There's so many profiles that will talk to your style, your approach, and your thinking, which, as I reflected last time, is a mirror of your image as it is externally. But once you get that, 
the next major element is to accept it, right? So you may hear things that are not exactly all positive, and you may hear things that surprise you. And the key to it is to digest it and understand it. So it's important to have those profiles be either credible or things come from, you know, people that you care about, possibly a mentor or family, that they give you feedback and we look at them as gifts, right? To me, I was always told if someone's going to care enough about you, they're going to tell you something that's going to make you better. And I tell my kids that all the time when I'm constantly giving them feedback of the things they're not doing well, is that you should treat this as a gift because I love you. So it is very much a fact that getting to accept it is digesting it, accepting this feedback, either be through a profile, be through feedback someone's giving you, a coach or mentor that's giving you some high points. These are things you have to accept. And if you're going to do that, you're going to see both goods and bads, things you were surprised about or things you might want to change. And what I always like to focus on with my, my team or, or, or any client or, or even a friend is first let's look at these positives, right? Because there's got to be tons of wonderful things that you're doing, ways in which you're being successful. And we kind of glim right to the stuff that doesn't speak well of us. So confidence to me and, and having that self-confidence in yourself is once you start to digest it, let's focus on the positive or the encouraging parts or the things that you're actually going to build upon to become successful. If we focus on the negative and we look at the things that we're not good at and focus on the things that we don't like, well, those can create those negative vo voices, those, those what I call head trash and what we wrote about is what are those negative voices that set you back? Well, it takes you away from thinking, doing things that are more positive. So those would be some of the things that I would highly recommend once you've gone phase one in becoming more self-aware, having an image of yourself, seeing what other people see. Now let's digest it, understand it, and do something about it. And this is my planning stage of, okay, what do I do about it? Right. Okay. So to give us some um, specific steps in that planning stage. In other words, um, how do you lay out the plan? Certainly. <clears throat> One is let's separate the positive things that we believe are things that we want to focus on, and let's put another list together of things that we might want to develop. And we're going to start to categorize them in areas that we can actually work on and things that we can do things about, and there may be some that we may not be able to do much about. So let's at least start to categorize them and focus on the column that we believe are the things that we can enhance ourselves with. And I'm old school. I love to write stuff down because, to me, the minute you write it, it's a commitment. If you talk about it, you're dreaming about it. I want you to do something about it. So I want you to take a piece of paper, either it be your computer that you're going to write it or it's going to be a piece of paper like I do, and I make what I call my to-do list because those are the things that you're going to start to focus on as what we call your roadmap, the roadmap to being successful, the roadmap of thinking more healthy about yourself, the roadmap of building the self-confidence you're going to need. Because once you get out there and start to position yourself, either be at a job, as part of a team, working with a bunch of um, you know individuals with an organization, you've got to have self-confidence first to be respected and people to give you the, the, the same respect back. So you need to have your own self-confidence first. Right, and I, and I love. You know, I must be old school also because as you're talking, I'm writing notes. Um, I I do. I I feel as though I remember things 
better if I write things down. And what that also allows you to do is to, to constantly go back and reevaluate and make sure that you're doing what you set out to do. Um, we talked a few minutes before the show about the importance of once you lay out that plan, um, you do need to go back and reevaluate and look at yourself and see where you have changed uh, for the positive and maybe where you've just kind of you know, gotten lazy and not paid much attention to it. How important is that to go to, you know, continually reevaluate? Well, it's very important. I mean, obviously nothing stays the same unless you're stuck. So part of what Hedgehurst talked about is don't get stuck. Don't let your emotions, don't let the negativity around you, don't let those inner feelings of self-doubt get you stuck. Same thing has to happen with your roadmap. You cannot be stuck on an element where you don't change with what life offers you because we can't control things around us. So things are going to happen, situations are going to come up, and we have to go back then and reevaluate or assess, okay, what does this mean to my roadmap, my plan? It's just like if you were heading out on a trip and, you know, you you were hindered traffic. You may have to veer off and make an adjustment to still go where you're going. But I certainly would never suggest turning back and go home. You still want to go where you're going. So you have to be aware that things happen in real time. And that means you grow and evolve in real time. So that means it's important to take a look at yourself every now and then to make sure that you're on the track you're supposed to, that you're following that list that you've created, that you're growing a self-confidence in really who you are and believe in who you are and like who you are. One of the things I find with today's environment is it's very simple and very easy and very accessible to find out all the things we don't like about each other. And that tends to bring negative thoughts and self-doubt. And one of the things in creating this new business called Roadmap that I built with, 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 with a partner of mine is that you really realize that you don't always know what you don't know. And what you need to do is figure it out. And then once you figure it out, you need to stick with it. So it's important that you keep in mind that the things around you may always um, appear less less positive than what you may think. But if you have a good core into what you believe in about yourself and you feel good about the choices you're making and you're living up to the standards of which you've set, then you shouldn't let any self-doubt or anything around you really change that. And I'm a big fan of your guests coming on. And then I've got young children and I hear some of the music out there and I do question whether or not they're speaking on things that I would consider a good roadmap or or a role model of how you might want to think about, you know, making your choices in today's world. Oh, absolutely. Um, It's great advice, uh, Tish. And, you know, it's a great segue for me to bring the ladies on. um, And they are really doing something wonderful because I think positive messaging can come in so many different forms. And music is so important. It's so powerful. It's so inspirational. So, um, Tish, I want to thank you for joining us. You're, you know, you're always welcome to stay on and listen in. Um, otherwise, we'll look forward to your input next month um, and more information. Can you quickly give out your contact information for people that are listening? Um, I want them to check out not only your book, Head Trash, but uh, your new program, Roadmap. Sure. Um, Tish uh, at candor-consulting.com is my consulting business. And the roadmap.com is really what I've created for the young professionals entering the workplace to have the things they need to know 
to enter the workplace to make good choices and have self-confidence. And Head Trash is at headtrash911.com. Book one is in your local bookstore. Our second book comes out early next year on living with others junk. So not only do you assess your own head trash, but now we're going to give you some advice about what's it like to deal with someone else's head trash. Good. (laughs) We need that. We need that. Thanks, Tish. Have a good rest of the day. Um, you too, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I'm very thrilled and, and happy to introduce to you our guests today. And again, um, Andra Lamont and Jenny Mason, two women who are um, members of the band called The Misses, which is a rock band that puts out positive, inspirational songs for women. Thanks so much for joining us, ladies. Hi, thanks for having us on. Yes, we're super excited. Good. I hope that some of that resonated with you, some of the um, the advice that Tish gave. She's a executive coach, and uh, so much of what she does carries over to, to women, certainly, when it comes to um, just our perception of ourselves. Absolutely, and I love the, the idea of the head trash and, um, and getting a roadmap and really a lot of what she talked about um, – definitely aligns with what our work is and what we do on a daily basis and especially when we have experiences with our mirror with our magic mirror out in um, the communities yes I definitely have a new book to buy that's for sure yes uh, it's a great, <laughs> let me tell you it's a great book I had Tish on as a guest and uh, of course we were talking about her book and I uh, well she gave me a copy and um, it's a it just is so um, right on and it's a it's an easy read it's it's not a long long book but it she tells it in story format and relates it to people's personal lives um so i highly recommend it i know that it will make a lot of sense to you um because of the work that you're doing let's start i want to we always start at the very beginning on the show and and give the audience a sense of who uh my women guests are and i'd love for you i know that um Andrew, you come from Texas, but Jenny, I didn't know where you grew up. I wonder if you could both take a few minutes to talk a little bit about your background. Okay, this is Jenny, and I am actually from Texas as well. I grew up in a small town right outside of Austin, okay. Georgetown. So I have been, I'm a Texan too. You're a Texan. <laughs> well, that makes it easy. You're both yes. both from the same place. And uh, I'd love to know what your, you know, as young girls, um, what were your aspirations? I, I know that you didn't um, both dream of becoming um, musicians and then take that path. What were you aspiring to be when you were both young? Well, you know, actually, one of the things that is kind of part of my story is that this is Andra, yes. is that uh, growing up in a small town, I I didn't believe that being a musician was part of something that could be possible for me. And I used to listen to Madonna and Boy George and George Michael and sing all those tunes, but I thought that that only happened in my bedroom. Right. <laughs> I didn't think that that was something that would ever extend beyond those walls. And so I was definitely, I was a ballerina, and I danced. I danced in the Nutcracker and Peter and the Wolf and anywhere I could dance. But again, I didn't believe that that would ever venture out anywhere besides 
Victoria, Texas, my small town. So for me, dreams were very small. It was just kind of wherever it was in Victoria. And my dreams, my father had a construction business, and I thought maybe I was going to follow in his footsteps or something um, along the lines of somewhere in Victoria. And it wasn't until I got into college and really started seeing that there were other things out there for me Um did I know any different? Um, and, you know, I, I think that sometimes as women, we continue down paths of what's the right thing to do. Well, I should get a job, and, and this makes, you know, a certain income that is sustainable for me as a, you know, as a single girl, and these are the things that I need to do. And I kind of took on that path. So um, I think that my dreams were not really fully fulfilled until later in life, which is what I'm doing now. And it wasn't till I had children and I was seeking out something musically for them that I actually got to live out my original dreams of something that was in my bedroom in small town Victoria singing and dancing around my room. Um, albeit that I do play the drums, <laughs> uh, which wasn't a part of it, but music was definitely something I really wanted to do and be a part of. And here I am, and uh, and I love it. Well, you know, I love that part of your story because a drummer and a ballerina are, are you know, kind of two opposite <laughs> ends, um, which is fantastic. And, of course, you know, that it's never too late part of your story and the message you're trying to share so resonates with me because, you know, here I am with this radio show, um, a talk show is something I always dreamed of, but but really didn't pursue it till later in life. And I think something about, you know, being a mom and having children, uh, we become much more courageous, I think, because, you know, we have these little ones and we think, you know, I would do anything, go to the ends of the, the earth for them. Um, and we do begin, you know, that's the good news about getting older. We begin to build this confidence and self-esteem that we don't have as young women. Um Tell me, um, you you mentioned mainstream media messaging and, and really wanting to start this band in order to kind of go against that grain of the music that's out there for young women, and it's certainly not great messages. Um, how do you think we can actually take steps aside from, um, you know, if, if you're not a musician and you're not writing great music, how can we get to the young girls and, and allow them to understand that they're more than what they're listening to in in the songs today? You know, that is a really important question. And I think Jenny and I, both with young girls, well, I have um, two. I have a a 7-year-old and a 9-year-old, and Jenny has a 14-year-old daughter. And we feel that that is such an important message because my girls listen to music all the time, mainstream music, and they sing words that they don't even know the meaning behind. And when Jenny and I started making music ourselves and really uh, wanted to make sure that what we were putting out there, we knew our children were going to be singing. They're at every concert that they can be at. And, And they're singing the words that we wanted to make sure that they were, first of all, meaningful to them and that they were going to resonate with them in a way that impacted their life. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that we can do and one of the things that we are doing is we have a movement we've created. And so I like to say we're kind of a hybrid. We are a band, but we're also on a mission. And we are creating a path 
for other people out there to join in. Whether or not you like music, you can also be a part of this. Um, we have many different organizations reaching out to us, charity events. Um, we've helped everyone from um, the National Eating Disorder to uh, Susan G. Komen to, um, you know, other philanthropic uh, organizations, uh, the Dell Children's Blood and Cancer Center. These kinds of people are coming together because the message is universal that we're putting out there. Mm-hmm. This message of being enough is the foundation, the foundation of our band that will stay the foundation of our band and the foundation of what we're teaching our children and the next generations to come. And we believe that this it should be the foundation of music and the mission and the movement and what we're putting out there. And with the help of other women banding together, we can change the industry and change what our kids and what other girls and boys out there view should be out there. And that's right. We sh- and it's just as important to get to get to our boys. I have a, a daughter and a son, so yeah. um, you know I, I teach them both, you know, about respect um, from from both sides. And it really is something that we're you know we have to come together on this. It can't just be women um, and young girls spreading this message. We need men to step up and and um, you know voice their their support of this as well one of the things i i thought about when i was thinking about the show and how really you know your mission is we are enough um it's such a strong statement you know it's three words but um it's not something we feel day to day what i was wondering is how do you balance this that message you know we are enough um in in who we are and what we do with trying at the same time to encourage our kids to be Great. You know, um, I think it's tough sometimes to say to, to say to them, you know, you, you're doing just fine. Don't worry about things. But at the same time, we don't want them to become complacent. We want them to find their value and their own greatness and, and go for it. So how do you balance that, I guess, when you're talking to your children? I think it's every day. I mean, every day they have struggles and they can seem, you know, something little can can seem it might be big to them. So I think just encouraging them every day, okay, what is it today that we're working on or what is it this week that we're working on, and just encouraging, encouraging them every day to talk through it and work through it and take that moment to encourage them to, you know, look, to know that they're enough in that moment and not look so much in the big picture, just the small things with them. Um, and that they can encourage their friends, they can encourage their, their siblings. I also have two sons as well. So um, encourage you know everyone around them that they're enough and they feel enough when they're you know they're they're also walking that path and. Um, just starting each day positive. You know, and one of the things I really like with Jenny does with her family is she does a lot of, we just did the Susan G. Komen. We played and performed there on Sunday morning. And, you know, she encourages her kids to get involved. And she had Mallory put together a team. And she had her daughter out there walking and encouraging her to kind of get involved with other other kinds of movements and and educating her of what's out there, what's going on. And I know um, Jenny and 
I hope it's okay if I share. Uh, Jenny's mother is a survivor, and so it's pretty important for us as a band that we're involved with this organization. And so it was neat that she was there supporting not only her mom, but her grandmother. Mm -hmm. And it was just a neat thread there, creating that balance in her daughter to show her daughter that she can be there for for her and for her mother and and all that she's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're never too young, right, to start to, to show them that. Jenny, did your daughter give you any kind of feedback from that experience? She loved it. How old is she? She felt the energy. She's 14. Okay. She felt the energy, and it was just, I mean, just all around, just a positive experience. Yeah. Yeah. And we encourage our kids to just get involved and to encourage others. And I, I really believe when they encourage others to feel like they're enough and do positive things, it's just so rewarding for them as well. And And they see us doing it too. And my daughters look up to hers, to her daughter Mallory as like an older sister. And so they model her behavior. And I love that, you know, Jenny has really raised her daughter in that way so that my daughters can see it. Right. You know, and I think that that's what we, we need to champion our daughters to, you know, create that balance in their life to see what it what it means to be a good role model you know it's constant out there the pressures to um in society to be a certain look or mm-hmm. um to have so much or you know whatever is going on and right. for us to be battling that every day as moms and as young young adults and then and then even for the young eyes of my children it's really really important to have this thread of positive messaging out there for them to see and you know if you constantly keep putting that out there um that's where we will we will make a, a, a dent a wave mm-hmm. of hope out there for them and that's what will bleed through to everything else they do right and and you know what that's really where you know social media as much as there's some really bad stuff on the flip side it allows us to reach large numbers and if you're putting out positive you know um content and messaging on social media it can be really powerful Yes, and that's one of the things we we are very diligent about on our social media, uh, you know, just making sure that whatever we put up is very, very um, encouraging to our community. And currently right now, I mean, we're hitting hard with the holidays, you know. I don't know about you, but <laughs> this time of year, for especially for moms, yep. well, and I guess if you're a sister, uh, you know, or, you know, just a female in general, I don't know about you, but I feel that pressure yeah. to, mm-hmm. to, you know, get the perfect gift, to have the perfect party, to attend all the parties to work harder, maybe even it's just to afford that gift for someone, maybe your daughter, or, you know, maybe you don't have two nickels to rub together. Whatever it is, you're working harder, you're working two jobs, three jobs, whatever it is, you sometimes aren't feeling like you're enough right now during the holidays. And it's, it's, it shouldn't be that way. And, you know, right now for us, we decided we wanted to help our, our, you know, our community of women out. And so we're doing a fun, a fun thing on our, on all our social media right now called hashtag even though. And we're letting everybody put out there all the, the things going wrong. And just let us know so we can laugh and lift you up. And then 
um, and then we're letting them know that they're enough. And so I have already started all of my even those because let me tell you, it's daily. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I haven't even gotten to making a turkey. So, you know, um, so we're not even there yet, but right. there are those daily moments where you just want someone to laugh with you or cry. Yeah. <laughs> and and so say, true. are you kidding me? There, mine is up on the blog right now at the Mrs.com. And right. Um, it's it's probably when the um, when my school principal, if he goes to our website and reads that, I will probably have to duck and hide <laughs> from him for a while. But it is pretty funny stuff, and I I want women right now. Let's just laugh together. Yeah. Let's just build each other up. Let's just kind Encourage of each other. Let our hair down and just know that you know what this this is the kind of feel we need to have for each other. A little a little humanity. A little love, less judgment, less mm-hmm. of this. You know, that's that's what we really want, and um, so that's that's kind of what we're trying to provide for any of the misses followers and fans and yeah, you know it's, it's friends. All, it's all good stuff. You know, I, I I'm laughing as I'm listening to you, and and I we all do this. You know, all of us moms and girlfriends, we're running around like chickens with you know our head cut off, and then we'll stop and say, what are we doing? Um, right. And be reminded. Of the of the nonsense of it, I think the tough thing is that so much of what we do, we really do enjoy, right? There's many of us that we, as women, always want to solve problems and jump in and help, and we do enjoy cooking, and you know, we're naturally um, caregivers, so we're going right. to take on that role. But then when we start to to not enjoy it anymore, when it's starting to feel. Um, like just too much. It's just too much. That's when, you know, women like you are a reminder. Okay, pull it back. Pull the reins back. You're doing too much. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine said she was in traffic and had a little bit of a a little bit of a road rage recently trying to get to oh, no. her next thing and she thought she was going to take a shortcut ended up on a curb and had to call a tow truck and oh. so she didn't make it to her appointment <laughs> and she said you know her kids were in the back and it was a, a huge teachable moment um, but right. you know that's that's the kind of stuff that goes on you know you're like right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the best of this I'm gonna right. teach my kids you know this is the kind of thing that goes down you know right <laughs> you're like Teachable moments. Yes, yes. I have to share with you real quick an incredible story that happened this afternoon that speaks so um, specifically to how women can can go over the top. I stopped at a Wawa on the way in, which I always do to grab a cup of coffee, and there was a woman in the Wawa, clearly in labor. She was in the store with her husband, and her little four-year-old was running around the store. You could see she was holding her belly, and she was in pain. And I think they were stocking up on stuff to take with them to the hospital. And the wife (laughs) wife was running after the little girl trying to, you know, corral her because they needed to check out. And the husband was just standing there in line, um, kind of looking at her like, come on. (laughs) Oh, you you know, you know, she said we're. You know, she said, we are getting this. Yes. And he said, yes, ma'am, whatever yes. you want. <laughs> she was in charge, for sure. It was so ironic. I was looking at her thinking, I'm coming in to, to do this particular show today. And I thought, wow, you know, that's what women do. You know, here's this woman in labor, and she's still taking charge. 
Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, it's it's all these kind of moments where later you look back and you just have to laugh. And, you know, Jenny and I call each other pretty much daily and just have to share kind of these kind of stories of things going on and what's happening. And that's, that is the wonderful thing about what has transpired with the band and with our movement and, you know, and actually with people that write into us. And then even with our mirror, when we bring the mirror out, people that we get to just sit around and talk to, you know, we get to hear about some of these real emotional things going on, but also just their daily daily stuff. And I feel like over the last year, I don't know about you, Jenny, but I know I feel like I've gotten to really learn my female companions. You know, I feel like, you know, because I think a lot of times we kind of operate in our little circles, you know, it's like, okay, my bubble is here. I've got my kids and I've got my husband and, you know, I've got my life and it's all I have time for. And my friends, you know, that I, that I, you know, this is all I have time for. I've got my work. And, but I have gotten to talk with and communicate with and hear and love on and just appreciate so many people. And I just feel like it's just really been this journey for me of appreciation of just what's, what love is really out there. I mean, the people that we've met at the mirror has filled my soul so much. And, you know, from the kids, the teenagers, yeah, we you know and yeah we we have to take a, a real quick break but when we come back I want you to just talk about what what that project is for the listeners uh, many are not familiar with with uh, the mirror and what what you are doing for people so we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. There are 365 days to schedule a mammogram. Today is as good as any. Holy Redeemer Breast Care makes it easy. We offer the latest technology like 3D mammography and automated breast ultrasound that help find cancers in dense breast tissue. Plus, our same-day readings mean same-day peace of mind. Make today the day you schedule a mammogram. It's easy to request an appointment online at holyredeemer.com slash mammogram. Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch this week. Um, by the way, my name is Sue Rocco. I often forget to introduce my own self. <laughs> and um, if you're listening also, I, I'd love for you to call in and, and uh, with a, a question for both uh, Andra and Jenny, if, you, if you'd if you like to join our conversation. And that number is 888-329-3306. Um, yes, so we, you mentioned the mirror. And, and explain to the listeners what exactly that is. Well, our mirror has been out now. We have a, we've been out traveling around with it. We call her our six band member, just to be really clear. We love our magic mirror very much. But, um, let's just back up to the, to the birth of our magic mirror because the mirror came to be after we wrote our first single, which, uh, is called Enough. Right. And, uh, that, that mirror came to be because we were trying to find out, figure out a way to really express our first song in a way that 
let women see themselves for who they really are. And so we thought, well, let's put them in front of a mirror. That's kind of the natural place where women are harshest on themselves. Right. We tend to beat ourselves up a little mm-hmm. bit at the mirror. And we thought, well, what if we brought women there and we said really, really awesome, nice things to them? And then we thought, well, what if we put them in front of a mirror and we had their family, people who really knew them, tell them amazing things. And, um, you know, we just surprised them like these big surprise parties and just they walked away with this experience at a mirror that made them feel more than enough and they would just be changed forever. And so we kind of built this whole surprise experience in Austin around these 12 women who we thought were these heroes of our community. And some of them, we even flew in their, you know, you know, daughters and things like that. And, oh, my gosh, it was quite the experience. And um, we had absolutely no idea how this was all going to work out, by the way. We, we, it was kind of <laughs> like when you're throwing a surprise party and we're like, does she know? Does she know? And, you know, right. we had like, I don't know how many people oh. that knew about it. And we're like, Do, are people going to know about this? Or right. Will she like, like it? Will yeah. she not like it? Right. <laughs> right. Are they going to like punch the mirror, what's right. going to happen, you know, <laughs> we, is the mirror going to work, you know, we, yeah. we had, it was like the mall was on lockdown, we had a million things that could go wrong, and I'm sure there were things going wrong left and right that no one was telling us, but luckily, but let's just, <laughs> you know, for, save all the drama, but uh, the bottom line was, it was one of the best two days of my entire life, and uh, Jenny's shaking her head yes. <laughs> and how did you pull it, it off? I don't, I don't understand how you got the women to approach the mirror in the mall and have their family there. Well, I mean, I can give you an example. One person we told um, that they were supposed to have, be having a meeting at Starbucks, somebody that they knew or someone they were just really excited to meet. So they had another person bring them to that meeting and so the mirror was set up close to Starbucks and when they were approaching the mirror we knew kind of a certain time frame they were coming the person they had with them said oh my gosh I heard about this mirror let's go check it out while we're waiting so things like that so everybody kind of had their plan yes Yes, every story was different every yeah every story was different and some people wouldn't step up to the mirror it was like touch and go (laughs) it was such a fun um, experience especially when the mirror would be talking to them and, and then we got them going. And so we had 12 people we surprised at the mirror that had these beautiful, heartwarming, I mean, just gut-wrenching experiences where they, I mean, I still get chills just right now sitting here thinking about it. They, they walked through this experience where we all just sat back there with tears. We were in the control room and we could watch them and you would see their faces as they were being told these beautiful stories of their life, their daughters, their husbands. And people would say, you know, honey, you know, the things you do for my, for our children, what you do every day is magical. You are amazing. And I love you. And the women would just start tearing up and, you know, seeing that matter of appreciation. Right. As they're looking at the reflection in the mirror, that's what it is. They're seeing, they're looking at themselves and they're hearing all these words of affirmation. Right. Um, it was just, it was the most amazing thing to and, experience. And, you know, I think what Tish was touching on earlier about that self-awareness, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we walk around doing, 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 and we forget about ourselves. 
and that self-awareness of who we are and really how much we do. And I think one of the girls was at the mirror and she said, you know, I knew I, it was afterwards she was being interviewed and she said, you know, I knew I did all of those things. Like, even though they were like, you're a good mom and you do this for me. And I think the children were saying this on one of them, you do this and this for me. And I, you know, mommy, I love you because you tuck me in at night. I mean, just sweet, sweet things. The way you kiss me, mommy. And it was just, and the, the mom was just overwhelmed. And, you know, she came over and she said, you know, I knew I did all those things. Sorry. I knew I did all of those things. And it's like, I'm just, I do it every day, but to hear it said out loud and to know that they, they knew I did it. And well, that appreciation, oh, yeah. that, yeah. that self-awareness. That's exactly that emotion. Right. How much it mattered. It, how much it mattered. How much it mattered to other people. Right. And, right. you know, and I, and so a lot of these people stepped away from our mirror Change. They said, I'll never look at the mirror the same, and I will always hold this in my heart, you know, and I'll look at myself differently, and I'll walk taller, and I'll feel better about myself, and I'll know that I am enough just the way I am. And so after that day, and, of course, we put the mirror video up, and, you know, millions of people went viral, and, (laughs) you know, millions of people connected with them. And where can you find it, Andrew, real quick? it's on YouTube. In, uh, what would they under, type in? In the Mrs.com. It's on the Mrs.com. Okay, that's good. En- yeah, that's good enough. The, on their website. Yeah, the, our website, themrs.com, good. and it'll take you right to I'm Enough video. Yep. Um, and we also have a YouTube channel. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. You can find everything there. Okay. But after that, we had so many emails for people asking for that mirror to go travel around. And that's why we call her our sixth band member, because we, we were like, that mirror was not built to travel. You know, she's a little big and bulky, and it's like the biggest compact mirror that ever that. lived. So, so we have now made her. We had some amazing – the beautiful thing of Austin is that we have, like, amazing people that work with us and really help coordinate so many and willing to donate time and help us do so much. And we had some really crazy crafty people here that help break it down where we could actually travel with her. And so she travels everywhere with us. Yeah. And um, and so more and more people have gotten to we, – we took her to the Mall of America, for goodness sakes. We did. <laughs> and that's yeah. a big mall. You know, that is a big mall. Yeah. And we have a line of people waiting to visit the mirror. Well, so. You know where I think that mirror should go? How about where? into high schools? Into the high well, schools. Um, well, we are working on that. Okay. So we have a big, a big campaign we're launching in January, and we're going to do it locally in Austin. Mm-hmm. It's called the See It, Say It, Write It campaign. And it's, again, I, I just love Tish because um, she was talking about roadmap and, you know, talking about writing things down. And um, it's a huge part of our campaign for kids, what we're doing. We believe that, you know, they're, they're, they're the next generation. They're, yeah. the, they're the future. Mm-hmm. Well, how amazing would it be for kids to say positive things to each other? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I that's mean, what how that, yes. that's just yes. to, to walk away in school. I mean, to walk into your school and know that you can go up to a mirror and hear 
beautiful things and to know you're enough instead of all these other things that they're they're hearing and all the bullying that's going on and it has to stop yeah and, they're so um, vulnerable that age is so vulnerable, so vulnerable. Yes, yeah so vulnerable and the things i hear my daughter's a freshman and um luckily she's surrounded by some pretty amazing friends but doesn't it's definitely a mirror would be Huge. They right. could use um, that. Right. Well, you know they what? Could he, use it. Yeah. Here's another question, though, because, again, we, you know, it's incredibly important, right, to teach um, our children to, you know, gosh, just to be kind to each other and respect each other. But at the same time, they do need to build resilience in a world where, um, you know, it is not a utopia and probably never True. will be, right? So, True. again, it's that balance of, Listen, you know, um, being kind and sweet is not a sign of weakness. You know, it really is uh, the way you should carry yourself. And also teach them how in the face of adversity, which, you know, gosh, we just saw some incredibly tragic adversity, um, how they can be strong at the same time and resilient. Oh, I believe there's a lot of power in positivity and a lot of power in confidence, all of that comes from being able to walk through a door and say, you know, I believe I'm enough just the way I am, and I'm not going to walk that same road that you think I need to walk. Um, You know, when we launched this project originally, we were told we were too old, we were not going to be relevant in the music community, mm-hmm. and that, uh, you know, that this whole project would fail. And I'll tell you what, we have two Billboard um, Top 40 hits, mm-hmm. enough, right. and you told me, and our single, our Christmas single just got picked up by Sirius Radio. So I'd like to say that that's not true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, positivity can cut through the negativity mm-hmm. and you can make a difference out there if you if you stay the course and you have courage to do so you believe it and you believe in it mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. right that's right that's that's what builds the confidence to um as, as you said i love the way you said you know to not take the path that doesn't feel right to you and when you have that belief in yourself it allows you to do that and not be a follower Right. And that's what we need to give our kids out there the confidence to have and to feel that it's okay to be a little bit different if you need to be, to feel right in who you are. Yeah. I, I want to talk for a few minutes about, I read that, that, that whoever that person was that said you're too old and, you know, you won't get the radio, the airtime um, that you're looking for. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous because my feeling is, the older we get, the more wise we are, right? We're, you know, those are the years where we're full of more wisdom and enlightenment. And that's another message that I think is important in the work that you're doing. Um, you're not 17 and 18 and 19 starting this all-girl rock band. You're women who have experienced life and are more wise. Um, and that is where, you know, the, the information comes because you are older. And, and again, you're not old. You're certainly not old, but what's the difference? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I say this. I'm going to get a T-shirt. I'm not old. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, I I tell my kids all the time, I say, this is the the beginning of the second half 
you know, this is not the end of the road. It's just the beginning of this, my second half. Um, But what did it feel like to be told, um, you know, that, you you know, you're not relevant um, and you're too old to make music, which is just absurd. Well, I'm going to speak for that because Andrea, being her best friend, she just, that doesn't work for her. When you tell her, you know, I think (laughs) it just made her more determined. I think she knew we both believed in this this project and we both were very passionate to we weren't going to give up and we knew that so i think that door shut but honestly it just opened up more it just it just opened up more doors for us um we weren't going to take no for an answer we so just, well, we we just went knew. another path we yeah. just kept on going until we just it just was like okay well then we'll just keep on going and we'll find another path that is going to work for us and this path was so much better it was the path we were meant to be on so um yeah it was a little bit of a setback we were like huh that's we weren't expecting that's that interesting but yeah <laughs> it just yeah it's kind of a little bounce hit a little wall you bounce back and we're like okay we'll just turn the corner right. and find another path and we met some amazing people who just took us under and we're like that's well and and i can tell you even today we're still being told it, you guys would look better if you would just put on some schoolgirl uniforms and go perform Mm -hmm. you guys should still you know we're still being told that so that fight and that battle's not over our image will always be jenny and i are so diligent about what we i would say what what we put out there what we stand for what we put out there because we believe that that is very important part of what we're doing and because Every day we get told we need to be doing something slightly different. Yeah, somebody has advice for us, and, you know, we listen, and we, we respect what they, you know, in a respectful way, we will listen to them, but we always try to stay our course because we believe in it, and we know what we stand for, and, um, you know, if, I mean, not that we're open to someone else's opinion. We might be like, oh, that's a really good idea, but we know what we stand for, and that's, that's something that we truly, truly believe in, and we're not going to change that. Well, right. and that, and because that means you're authentic, and when you're authentic, that people um, connect to that. So, you know, right. not being who you are, uh, you know, giving good ideas is one thing, but having people say you should change who you are or your style um, is a whole other thing. Right. right. Um, can you talk for a few minutes about the anti-bullying campaign in Dallas that you're involved with? I mean, that's something that, um, again, very, very relevant, always in the news, uh, the, the bullying, which, again, has been going on, you know, for generations and generations. What What is this particular campaign doing um, to try to fight against that? Actually, right now, what we're trying to do is we, we, we're taking a broader approach with it now with our See It, Say It, Write It campaign mm-hmm. to parlay that into the anti-bullying campaign in Dallas. And get the mirrors in the schools. and Oh, okay. And Good. Because, right, so th- it became a much bigger project for us, mm-hmm. <laughs> as it seems like most things do for us. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I think that... Our approach to most most topics are always done slightly differently. Um, we are taking a very positive approach towards the anti-bullying, and so we decided that we would take it from 
this with our, all of our materials and with everything we already have and just bring them to the schools. And we had to, we have to start in Austin and some of them may be in Dallas. There's one school, but we had to start a little smaller and scale it back since we'll be rolling it out. And um, with that campaign, um, we've got, I'm sure, are you familiar with Just Keep Living? It's a. Uh, I'm not, I'm not. It's a, it's a foundation with Matthew McConaughey and Camilla. They're very, very passionate about it. We've been in talks with them about bringing that. They have a school in Dallas. They have one in Austin and California. And so we've been talking with them. They've been very interested in our See It, Say It, Write It campaign, as well as many schools in Austin. And so that's what we're trying to roll out for January. And that's where we see it's going to be very, very powerful for all of the anti-bullying. I think sometimes when you you um, hit something sideways, it tends to go unnoticed a little bit than if you hit directly. Um, and when I, what I mean by that is it tends to be a softer approach. We're coming at it from a little bit of a softer approach. Well, I like that. You know, everything doesn't have to be hit, hit people over the head approach. Right. And that's what we're doing with the kids. I think that, you know, we're going to give them enough buddies. We're going to give them, it's going to be a real fun thing. Mm -hmm. And they, it's, it's how I do my kids. Honestly, (laughs) my kids don't even know it, that they're getting along when they're getting along. Right. They're just like, they're like (laughs) getting along and they have no idea. (laughs) Right. Sneak in (laughs) the back door and tell them. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's, it's that whole psychology approach. And that's kind of what we're trying to do with the, uh, see it, say it, right. Campaign. They're going to have buddies. They're going to be positively talking to one another. They're not even going to know it. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I love that. Well, I can't can't wait to learn more about that and see that. We've got a lot of people excited about it and on our side and ready to launch. So, yeah, we're super thrilled. Yeah. Tell me a little, tell me how you, um, well, first of all, tell me about some of the artists that inspire you, other musicians that you see out there that kind of, uh, you know, resonate with you. You know, there's a lot of artists, I would say, inspire me, and I think Andrew and I, we kind of have the same music taste, but um, <laughs> I love I love Pink, I love Taylor Swift, um, I love a lot of artists, but more than anything, I would say, I love that they are just living their dreams. I love that they're doing what they believe in, mm-hmm. um, so... I could have a long list of songs that I love and artists that I love, but more than anything, I just admire that they're doing it. And, they're, and yeah. their individuality. Pink is and one of my and, and they are who favorites. they are. Yes. 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 You know, I mean, Jenny and I, yeah, we're going to see Madonna coming up, which, oh, my gosh, I cannot yes. wait. It's been on my list forever. Yes. You know, and I think that for, for us, it's, you know, it's who do we not like, you know? Yeah. I think that's the shorter list you know Bono I mean oh my gosh every time they're like okay when we're trying to do a style for a song we're like okay we love this song from Ed Sheeran okay we love this song and you know I grew up listening to anything from Sade or you know to it's just like it's like I can't even keep a finger on you know and it's Boy George or this reminds me of and then we'll you know we'll do throwbacks to okay um, Prince, Michael Prince, Jackson. Right, we yeah. Love, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, now, I have to yeah. say I have a soft spot, which don't shoot me, but Tommy Lee, because um, 
Now, I don't, I wouldn't go as far as like, I admire everything he does, right? <laughs> but <laughs> Let's he clarify and I, that, right? Yeah. Let me clarify. Okay. But he, we um, have had a couple drum lessons together. Okay. Which was a complete out of body experience because it was both <laughs> unnerving, exciting, and like terrifying. Balled into one, and Jenny and the band were there. Right. And then he helped work. We have our new EP out, and he helped work with us on some of the songs on that, and like was in the studio with us and giving us advice. And like having someone as just monumental as him with a, a career as his, that I just think is just oozes coolness yeah. from going back when, when I was in my brother's um, Camaro and he had the T-top down and he had the woofers <laughs> in the back and we're listening to Motley Crue. Right. I just, I... Well, you probably learned I just, something. Your perspective of him, I'm sure, changed, right? Right. Yeah. Of course. Of because course. he was just a real human. He started talking about his sons and how he was so excited that he was DJing and doing some stuff and they were working in the studio. We were talking about our kids, you know? Yeah. And... That, to me, is real. He was real. He, he was. Real. Mm-hmm. And he was jamming and laughing with us. He's got a persona, just like everyone else. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. It was, mm-hmm. like, just real fun stuff. And then, you know, we've got people like Kathy Valentine, who lives in Austin with us. And we wrote, co-wrote a song with her, our retail therapy song, again, on our EP. And, you know, we love her. You know, she she is the epitome of what it takes to stay in this business and, you know, from a young age. And... It's hard, and I can't yeah. even imagine what all she went through. I mean, yeah. a lot of it's out there, but, you know, she went through a lot, and she's still living it, breathing it, and doing it, and she was just a, you know, a hardcore go-go. It was yeah. cool. You know what, ladies? That's my song, my, my outgoing song into the show, <laughs> Unwritten, which I love. And um, well, I could talk to you all day. I know. <laughs> it was fun. Thank you so much. Um, I'll be in touch. I'll be following up with you, but I appreciate it, and continued success to you. And the work you're doing. Thank, thank you. So you. Much. Thanks, ladies. 